0: What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Saigus, and welcome back. In this episode, we will be going more into the NBA playoffs, but with the NFL draft and NHL playoff race heating up, we'll make sure to get into that in the next couple weeks. But without further ado, let's get it. So yes as i said the nfl draft is in about a week and the nhl playoffs are soon to start in the next month or so so we will make sure to get into that as it comes closer obviously next episode we will talk about the nfl draft and when it happens so let's get into the nba playoffs a bunch of games have happened and i'm sorry it has been three to four weeks in a row where almost all of my predictions come true and we'll get into that as we analyze each so let's start with the first game that we didn't talk about in the previous episode, and that was Game Two of the Miami Heat versus Atlanta Hawks series. This continued the way it was the first game, just a little less domination on the Heat side. On the Hawks side, Trey Young is putting up good stats, but his shooting percentages are horrible. He ended with 25 points, seven assists, and six rebounds. For Trey Young, is actually pretty good. His three-point shot percentage is just horrible throughout the first two games of the playoffs and honestly wasn't that good during the playing games. Listen the Hawks I'm not gonna say they were a fluke last season when they made it to the conference finals but I do think they don't have the build of a team that can win a championship right now. I think Trey Young is a player that can lead a team to a championship but I do think this team needs a little more developing. Herder still needs to get up a little bit better. John Collins is still developing. DeAndre Hunter is only in his second or third year of the NBA. So yeah, there's a lot of players on this team that will get better. And if they are able to add a piece or two that can go alongside Trey Young as all-star players or fringe all-star players, or at least a second star to Trey Young, this team could absolutely go places. Now that's not to say this series is over, but the Heat have just been playing way too well They kind of proved their only weakness in this game too. A lot of people talked about the Heat. Don't have a star player that can just take over a game. And although I did not believe this, they proved everyone who did wrong with this game. Jimmy Butler with 45 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, and 39 minutes. This man played more minutes than anybody else on the team. And he showed why Jimmy Butler is the leader of this team, whether he's playing bad or playing great or playing even just slightly good. Jimmy Butler leads this team in this game to victory. Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry only have nine points in this game. Tyler Hero with 15, a little less than we expect from him. And Duncan Robinson, who went on fire in game one, has zero points and he only played seven minutes in this game. So I think the Heat have proved what I've been saying they can do this whole time. And they're showing that they can win with whoever. It doesn't matter. They can win with one player. They can win with seven. It truly doesn't matter. The Heat, as I said, look like the most complete team in the playoffs. But I still don't see them beating the Milwaukee Bucks. The next game we had was Game 2 of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Memphis Grizzlies game. And this was domination. The Memphis Grizzlies destroyed this game. And I was aware that this was going to be a good series. I picked the Timberwolves to win. And we'll get into Game 3 in a little bit. But I knew that the Grizzlies were going to put up a fight. I mean, they are the two seed for a reason. We cannot disrespect them. And they played amazing. Their defense, I think, was... The, the clear winner of this game with the leading scorer on the Timberwolves scoring 20 points and Anthony Edwards. Just more proof that I think he is the actual star of this team. Karl the Towns held to 15 points, 11 rebounds, and D'Angelo Russell held to th- 11 points. I can't tell if it's more impressive how bad the Timberwolves' offense was this game or how impressive the defense was from the Grizzlies. And you know what? I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I think the defense was played very well. And on the offensive side, I mean this team had 13 players played this game. Let me remind you that an NBA roster has 15 players on it and they usually don't play more than 10 people. They played 13 of the 15 and I like what they, they switched to a small ball lineup. They put Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five and took out Steven Adams. He only played three minutes this game and it worked out amazing for them. Jaron Jackson Jr. is completely able to guard Carl Anthony Towns and they have the spacing to defeat this Timberwolves team that is not the most impressive defensive team in the NBA. Now do I think this one solution that they figured out to play small ball will completely win them the series? No but as we get into game three it will show signs that I think it is helping them possibly win but as i said on the offense side full team effort but of course the clear leader was john morant as he should be one rebound away from a triple double with 23 points 10 assists, and nine rebounds but as i said you had three players score 13 points you had desmond bain with 16 jaron jackson jr with 16 everybody is contributing on this team and that was the big pointer for this team going into the playoffs is that no matter who is injured Who is not playing on this team? Someone will step up. I think this team, more than any team in the playoffs right now, has the best next man up uh, mentality. Then after the Timberwolves and Grizzlies game, we had a very fun game in the New Orleans Pelicans and the Phoenix Suns. The one versus the eight seed, technically the nine seed. Who will come out of this? And you know what? The Pelicans pulled off a shocker, as I said they were. Call me the prediction king, I said that if Brandon Ingram can have the games we're used to him having, this team could pull out a win or two. Now, when I talked about my predictions, I said, yeah, I think the Pelicans can make this a fun series, win a game or two, take it to six possibly. That was before Devin Booker got injured. And obviously I've talked about before, I don't wish injuries upon anyone. I want everyone to play as many games they can to make it a fair series. But with that being said i can't control that devin booker got hurt and he is out for two to three weeks which i see people saying like he might be out for the whole series this series is not going to last two to three more weeks even if it went to seven games so devin Booker's out for this series and yes i do believe that the suns have a very very good chance to still win the series without devin booker i talked about in one of my tweets that i feel looking at this roster now with devin booker i've realized that this team was built to help Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a primary scorer and he is the number one scorer on this team without a doubt. Now, looking at this team, they were built to support him. They don't really have a guy now outside of Chris Paul when he has a good game that is going to drop 30 or more points in a game for you. Let me remind you that Devin Booker had 31 points in the first half of this game too before he went out with the hamstring injury. So when I really look at it now, Now that zion is out for the pelicans and booker is out for the suns this truly becomes more of a 4-5 matchup in my opinion and how close the teams are talent wise and i see no reason not to say that there's a world where the pelicans win this series and it is truly due to bad luck on the sun's part but things happen and injuries happen that's the way basketball goes unfortunately but the pelicans could win this series And that is behind Brandon Ingram, who dropped 37 points, 9 assists, 11 rebounds in this game. He by far had the most impressive performance of this day of playoff games. Not to mention that CJ had 23 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. The whole team kind of stepped up in this sense. Trey Murphy knocked down some clutch threes. Jonas Valanciunas had some clutch free throws. And Jackson Hayes kind of went off on a tear of his own, including a big block on the Caleb Bridges after he blocked him. I think the big X factor to see if the Pelicans could win this series. Now that Devin Booker is hurt, all your focus goes to Chris Paul and if Herb Jones played 41 minutes and although the offensive stats aren't there, we know that Herb Jones is one of the best defenders in the NBA. And if he's able to lock down Chris Paul, I think this almost becomes a wash that the Pelicans win this series. But on the Suns' part, as I said, Devin Booker only played basically one half and still ended up being the leading scorer on the team with 31 points. Chris Paul still had a good game, he had 17 points with 14 assists. The big X-Factors right now, Jay Crowder is having a horrific series so far. We talked about he had a 1-1-1 stat line in Game 1, and in Game 2 he only drops 5 points, 1 assist, 6 rebounds. Jay Crowder was one of the biggest X-Factors in the Suns reaching the Finals last season. And this season, this playoff so far, he is not doing the same. And it is hurting them, although Mikkel Bridges is picking up the pieces he lacks. With 19 points, 2 assists, 6, 6 rebounds, and he played amazing defense. The big question is, do they want Mikkel Bridges to guard Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum? Because whoever you don't guard him with is going to be who Chris Paul or someone else that they bring in. I don't know if they'll play Cameron Payne, Cameron Johnson or Landry Shamet to guard uh, whoever he doesn't. But one of these players in CJ or Brandon Ingram is going to be guarded by a player that can't play as good as defense than Mikkel Bridges. And I think that will be very detrimental to how the series goes. But I'm very excited. As I said, I think this can be a fun series and it has turned out to be. Then we moved into our next day of games. The first game of the day was the Boston Celtics beating the Brooklyn Nets to go up 2-0 in this series. Now, as I said, I want this game to go to seven. But when you have two teams that are playing so closely and playing such good games, there is a chance that one team gets lucky four games in a row and ends up on the winning side and sweeps a series that was between two very even teams. And let me tell you, this is, I'm I'm going to put the blame on Kevin Durant here. He's just not playing well. I don't care if it says he put up 27 points. The man didn't shoot well. When you're scoring 27 points in 42 minutes, that's not that good. He's, you know, almost scoring half the points as he is minutes in the game. And he's supposed to be the leader of this team. Kyrie Irving with only 10 points. I mean, this team is supposed to be built around those two players. And when one is not shooting well, and when one's not shooting enough, you're going to run into problems. And they did. They lose by seven to the Celtics. And this one around was just a full team effort, even though they only played eight players. Jason Tatum with 19 points, Al Horford with 16, Daniel Tice with 15, Jalen Brown with 22, and three more players with over 10 points And Derek White. Only three points, but at least he contributed. This is what I talked about, a structured team that is structured around everyone. Obviously, they have a star player in Jason Tatum, but everyone gets involved with this team, and the maturity and the chemistry on this team is beating the talent of the Brooklyn Nets, and that's exactly how I predicted it to be as they go up 2-0 on the Brooklyn Nets, and there is a chance that they could sweep this series. Then we had our first series that has officially gone to three games. And that was the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. They went to overtime and Joel Embiid ends it on a dagger three to put them up 3-0 in the series. As I said, I do think the 76ers will sweep this series. It's just a moment where the talent, you know, vice versa from the Nets and Celtics series, talent does beat out chemistry and mentality. And James Harden, Joel Embiid, and Tyrese Maxey are putting on a show this was the Joel Embiid show for this game. He ended with 33 points to assist, 13 rebounds. Now, James Harden and Tyrese Maxey didn't have that bad of games themselves, both with 19, James Harden with 10 assists, 6 rebounds. And even though they win this game and they go up 3-0 and they are most definitely going to win this series, I think this game more than the first two showed a big weakness in the 76ers, and that is the chemistry on this team. Joel Embiid is trying to put this team on his back as he's had to do for the past few years and I think he is not realizing that he has these players now that can play alongside him and go toe-to-toe as the best player on the team. Now we are very aware that Joel Embiid is the best player on this team but James Harden and Tyrese Maxey are very aware that they can lead this team to win games. I just don't think Embiid is aware of that yet. As we saw, he took the step back three instead of looking for a pass right before the end of regulation. And he took the same shot in overtime. And I understand it's a different situation, but he truly showed that he doesn't trust his teammates in this game. And I think that can be a glaring problem against a team such as the Miami Heat, who are very aware of each other and know how to get each other involved. And from the Raptors' side, I don't think they played bad. They stayed toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the NBA, OG Ananobi scored 26 points, Gary Trent Jr. had a pretty good game himself with 24, two and two, and Precious Achua with 20 points and six rebounds. What really scared me about this game was how badly the stars on this team performed the top two guys, Siakam with only 12 points, Fred VanVleet with only 12 points, I get that this is a full team effort roster, but when your two guys are scoring under 15 points, in fact, they only both scored 12, there's a big glaring problem right there and maybe a problem heading into the future. I understand that Scotty Barnes is injured for this series and will be back next season, and he could very definitely take rookie of the year this season. So we will see how it plays out next season, but unfortunately... I'm going to have to call it for the Raptors. This was the first series that I am calling raps on. The 76ers are winning it. Then the final game of that night, I called it. I mean, I called it. Was the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. I said, I like the Bucks to win this series nine times out of ten. And I honestly like them to maybe sweep. But I said that it was going to go five or six games. And most, more specifically, five. Because DeMar DeRozan is going to have himself a night one of these days. And he did. Game 2, the Chicago Bulls pull it out 114-110 only by 4 points. And DeMar DeRozan scored 41 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. The man played 44 minutes in a regulation game. Along with Zach Levine playing 43 minutes but only dropping 20 points. And Vucevic with 24 points, 13 rebounds in 36 minutes look I said if the Rosen can pull off a Michael Jordan-esque game and he did they can win a game or two and I think this is their game now a lot of people are starting to switch the tide and say "Ooh, maybe the Chicago Bulls were fooling us maybe they can win the series absolutely not and here's the proof why Giannis still went off he had 33 points 9 assists 18 rebounds in my opinion probably equal or maybe even better with what DeRozan did that night Chris Middleton is injured and that's a big deal but I still think they can pull it off obviously we'll get the MRI today to figure out if he's gone for the whole playoffs or if he's just gone for a little bit of time and if the Bucks can pull off the series he'll probably be back it's looking like Brooke Lopez 25 points I think a lot of people forget that Brooke Lopez is a good scorer Drew Holiday, 15.6 assists, six rebounds. Kind of what we expect out of him. Listen, the Bucks are going to win the series without Chris Middleton, with Chris Middleton. It doesn't matter. The big question, I think, is going to be how long is Chris Middleton gone? Are they going to get him back next series? Are they not going to have him for the rest of the playoffs? Because that probably could end their playoff hopes, in my opinion, because that is their their number two guy but yes as i said the milwaukee bucks are going to win this series i don't care what anyone else says they're going to win then the first game that we had last night was a crazy one indeed and is making me start to flip a little bit but not fully waiver and that was the memphis grizzlies and the minnesota timberwolves the minnesota timberwolves were up huge during this game and i mean huge They went the first quarter, 39-21 Timberwolves. Then the second quarter, Memphis Grizzlies, went at 23-12. Then third quarter, Minnesota Timberwolves, 32-23. But in the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies outscored the Timberwolves 37-12. That's unacceptable. That's something that should never happen as an organization, and the Timberwolves should be ashamed of that. This game was won at the end of the third quarter. There was no question that the Timberwolves had won this game entering the fourth quarter. And yet the Grizzlies pulled it out 104-95. to And once again, this wasn't just one player that beat the Timberwolves. John Morant, 16 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, a triple-double for him. Desmond Bain, 26 points, 6 rebounds. Brandon Clark, 20 points, 8 rebounds. This was a full effort from this team. And they didn't give up at any point in this game. They were down big in the first quarter, came back second quarter. Down huge in the third quarter, came back and won in the fourth. This is what I was talking about. The Memphis Grizzlies are able to figure out teams. They know which player is going to have to play well based off the strategy of the other team. That's what scares me about this team. They do not have the talent to match up with, I think, any team in the playoffs right now. But they have the mentality, they have the coaching, and they have the maturity to beat any team in these playoffs because they know what player is going to have to dominate. They know their matchups, and they know how to play smart basketball. It's such a young team, but they play like they've been in the the league for 10, 15 years. That's how they play. And on the Timberwolves' side, they play like they've been in the league for a couple years, and most of these players have been. Anthony Edwards continues to play good, but he didn't play great this time around. 19.7 rebounds. Jared Vanderbilt had a pretty decent game. 10 points, 13 rebounds. D'Angelo Russell was definitely the star of the night for the T-Wolves. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 5. Sorry, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns, 8 points, 1 assist, 5 rebounds. And this wasn't because he wasn't making shots. It's because he wasn't taking shots. Now i've talked about anthony edwards in my opinion is the star and leader of this team but that is not the way the T wolves see this team they see carl anthony towns as the leader of this organization so if he is he should be taking more than four shots a game carl anthony towns needs to take more shots in this series they're allowing him to they're putting a smaller guy on him that can quote unquote keep up with him Carl Anthony Towns needs to learn that he can take over games. Now, as I said, I think Edwards is the leader of this team, but Carl Anthony Towns is still a very talented player and should be playing like he is. That's what I've been talking about. I think the mentality is just not there from the Timberwolves. Now, it can be there. It can come in a single game just by a good speech. So that's why I'm still sticking with the Timberwolves to win this series. Just because I think if they can just get one good speech, honestly, from a player, a coach, an owner, it doesn't matter. They can be aware that they can win this series. Ladies and gentlemen, Jalen Brunson is the man. He's, he, he is him. Jalen Brunson is about to get paid during the offseason. So in a series where Luka Doncic comes in injured and will not be playing until game four, the Mavericks now lead this series two to one after defeating the Utah Jazz, 126 to 118 and Jalen Brunson drops 31 points in this game along with him you had Maxi Kleber with 17 points Reggie Bullock with 12 Doreen Finney Smith with 14 and Spencer Dinwiddie with 20.6 assists five rebounds but Jalen Brunson is the guy right now and not to mention that Luka Doncic is coming back next game the Mavericks are kind of scary now The Mavericks going into the series, we were very aware that it was just Luka. And without Luka, what was this team? Who was anyone on this team? And man, have they shut up everyone. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie has been playing good, but Jalen Brunson has been the guy on this team. And he's tearing up a team in the Utah Jazz that have been competitive for the last, like, four or five seasons. So the Mavericks are scary all of a sudden. And, you know, I talked about... Uh, if the Pelicans do somehow make it out of the Sun series, then I think they have an easier matchup in the 4-5, but if the Mavericks come out of this and it looks like they will, they're, they're scary. They're really scary that they can play this well without Luka. I'm wondering how they'll play with him. On the Jazz side, this is inexcusable. This team needs to be blown up immediately this offseason. They can't win. They cannot win in the playoffs. And i talked about this as a regular season team donovan mitchell is playing his heart out he scored 32 points and six assists rudy gobert can't score the basketball and that's not what he's supposed to do uh sure he should take more shots than he is right now but this man's not a primary scorer he's a defensive block in the center of the court he had 15.7 rebounds he should be getting more rebounds bojan had 24 points six rebounds and Mike Conley Jr. had a pretty good game himself with 21 points and six assists. The the Jazz need to blow up everything this summer. The I I don't know what's going on with them, but they think they have the structure of a team, but they really, really don't. And it's fine. Sometimes a team doesn't work out even if you think you have the players to do it. But I don't know. When you're losing to Jalen Brunson, uh I I don't understand. They went into the series knowing that Luka was out. If he was out the first three games, it honestly should be 3-0 right now. But instead it is 2-1 Mavericks. Yeah, just in my opinion, the Utah Jazz need to be done. And the final game that has already been played uh, that we will talk about is, is the one series where I was wrong and I will very much admit it. The Golden State Warriors defeat the Denver Nuggets 118-113 to go up 3-0 and basically show that this series is over. And it's it's the three same guys. Klay Thompson, 26 points. Jordan Poole, 27 points. Steph Curry, 27 points. I mean, how are you going to stop? The, the trio of them scored over 90 points. You have a splash trio now instead of just splash brothers. And Jordan Poole is the guy right now. He, 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 in like a Jalen Brunson way, is is getting, some, uh, is getting some experience, is getting some attention, some media attention. And I hope it doesn't overflow him with expectations for the seasons to come. But for right now, it's really fun. Uh, Jordan Poole is a very fun guy to watch. He's very flashy. Reminds us of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson back in the 2015 to 2018 years. They're having fun. And you know who's not having fun is Nikola Jokic. Because the blame can be put on every single person on this team besides him. 37 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists. That's an insane game. You that he is the MVP. And you know, and that is MVP-esque numbers right there. But then you have no one else scoring over 20 points in this game. Aaron Gordon you know, 18 points. Yeah, sure. With 12 rebounds. That's good. In 34 minutes, though. In 34 minutes, not to mention that Will Barton had 13 points in 34 minutes. Monte Morris, 10 points in 34 minutes. And then nobody else on this team scores over 10 points outside of the starting lineup. Nikola Jokic is doing this by himself. And next season, if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are back, this team is terrifying. But without them, This team is just Nikola Jokic, and he's amazing. He is probably the best player in the NBA. And this is just proof that you cannot just have the best player in the NBA and win games. And right now, this shows. The Mavericks, who have one of the best players in the NBA and Luka Doncic, is performing great without him. And they will probably be even better when he comes back. The Nuggets, even though Nikola Jokic is playing... This is proof that they don't have a second guy. This team is not the next man up. So they need to have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back if they want to make a championship run. And I'm very sad that I picked them because I was clearly wrong on this one. But they'll be back stronger than ever next season. And the Warriors look scary now with Jordan Poole going off. If he continues to play at this level, the Warriors might be my new pick if the Suns go out to win the Western Conference. And I got some more news to talk about, but let me know what you guys think now that a few games have been played. Uh, do you think the Pelicans are going to pull this series out? Do you think the Mavericks get better when Luka Doncic comes back? Is Jalen Bronson still going to play at the level he is with Luka in the lineup? And what series do you think will be a sweep of the ones still remaining? So some news I want to get into is Ben Simmons will be making his return to the to the playoffs, to the Brooklyn Nets team for the first time this season for game four of the Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets series. Now, if Boston goes up three to nothing after game three, it won't really matter. But if Brooklyn can somehow pull out a win for game three and make it 2-1 with Ben Simmons coming back, I think it becomes a big question on if we think... I think it becomes a big question if we think brooklyn can go on to win the series with ben simmons now we have no idea if he makes this team better or worse i'm gonna assume even though i don't think ben simmons is as good as he's made out to be i do think that it makes them better adding a player that has skills makes you a better team but i still don't think it puts them over the edge to beat the boston celtics but i am very glad he's coming back and we get to see him on this team in before next season so it will be very interesting even though i think the celtics will still win the series with him coming back it'll be interesting to see how the trio of them play but let me know what you guys think is ben simmons going to make this team worse or better and are they going to be able to beat the celtics if he comes back in a 2-1 series but unfortunately that is all the time we have for today's episode i really hope you guys enjoyed As I said, next episode, we'll be getting into some more things that are not NBA. But as I've talked about, the NBA is the focus of sports right now. So we'll continue to get into that as well in the next episode. So I will see you guys on Tuesday and I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here.